0: Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Central Police calling all cars' attention. Broadcast 200 quill. At 5th and Olive, the 50 officers. That is all. All right. trial for your life, you'd get the best lawyer in town. Fortunately, you're in no such predicament, but friends, the life of your motor is at stake, and it's up to you. You can send it to a premature death by forcing it to use inferior motor fuel, or you can add to its lifespan and usefulness by always giving it a diet of Rio Grande Cracked gasoline. No less authorities than the officials of 30 leading cities and counties throughout California declare that the lives of your police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other public serving cars are prolonged by the exclusive use of this superior fuel. They are on record as specifying Rio Grande Cracks because they have proved that Rio Grande de Cracks delivers quicker starting, steadier acceleration, greater reserve power and speed, and more miles for the taxpayer's money. Drive in to the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood tomorrow morning. Take aboard a tank full of this finer motor fuel and begin getting in your car the same police car performance that has made Rio Grande crack the most highly endorsed gasoline in the West. of law enforcement agencies in making possible this series of programs by opening to us the confidential files of their department. We have, therefore, asked Chief James D. E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department to prepare a foreword for our program, Chief Davis. Good evening, friends. I can best practice this program by quoting the words of Captain Edward Chipwood of our local narcotic division. He says... I wish I had time in the facilities to impress upon the American people the plots which I know, to my horror, are in motion to make this nation a dope-ridden land. Then I would have the satisfaction of sending more of these diabolical plotters into prison cells, and of shocking millions of our citizens into action. Our story tonight is only one part of this insidious traffic. Multiply it a thousand times, and you may have some idea of the enormity of the trade. I shall have more to say along this line at the end of the program. In a remote section of a northern state of Mexico, just south of the Big Bend country, a general confers with his adjutant, Juan Vaca. Juan I have orders to watch for a treatment of narcotics being smuggled into the United States. Are the drugs coming through here? Apparently, the smugglers have grown bold. How much do you think they are carrying? According to the information I have received, there are drugs worth a million dollars of American money being carried by these smugglers. Where in Mexico is there so much gold? It comes in from Japan. And then it is brought north and smuggled into the United States. When do you expect this? Caravan. It is used to pass this way at dawn, and it's heavily guarded by armed men. Does he have the protection of our government? Of course not. But there are other officials who are not always conscientious about enforcing the law. What do you propose to do? I propose to stop the treatment Juan. And have you stopped it, General? That, Juan, waits for mañana. Si, sí. mañana por la mañana. Si, sí. mañana. In the morning. See, see? A few miles to the south, a group of men, high powered rifles, carried carefully across saddle bones, rode toward the camp of the waiting general. Hey, how much further is it? Oh, not far now, senor. Only a few miles. Yeah, that's what you've been saying for two hours. It is only a matter of 15 or 20 miles now. What about the soldiers in this section? Oh, there are none that I know of, senor. Well, it's going to be too bad for anybody who tries to stuff us now, this near safety. Huh. Your troubles only begin when you reach the United States, senor. I know. I have been there before. Yeah, that's what Ramon told me when he sent you with me. Hey, there's so many trips you made. Oh, maybe a dozen, maybe more, maybe less. <laughs> I don't know. You ever have any trouble with soldiers, the customs men? Oh, si, senor, many times. Yeah. Well, what would you do? Well, sometimes we fight, sometimes we run, sometimes we just pay. Pay. Hey. Si senor, sometimes it's easier to pay a few pesos and go free than it is to stay and fight. Well, I'm not paying please. I'm fighting. That is okay, senor. If you man, humor. Huh. Me? I do not care to die. You mean if there's a fight, you'll run away? Uh, Pedro runs away from no man, senor. It is jefe said stay. Hell, have jefe has said stay. Still, senor, I do not wish to die. Oh, die, die, die. Try talking about something pleasant once in a while, will you? Hey, you guys, come on up here. This guy's getting me jittery. I'll keep your side on now, we're getting fairly close to the border. You birds stay close in. No! Hey, watch that devil. Who's that? Senor? Come on, let him have it. Senor, Senor, we better run for it. Run? You are losing a million dollars worth of morphine, don't fear. No, that is better than losing your life, Senor. Not for me, it ain't. Oh. Oh. Do not shoot, it, We surrender. We surrender, son. Call him away. Ah, si. We do that, Senor. Only please do not shoot. Where are the drugs you are carrying? Here, in the bag the senor was carrying. Uh, the man you killed. All right. Get your hands off. Please, senor, do not shoot. Oh. <laughs> hmm. They are all dead, senor General. Hey, yes, never does one. The general always kills at dawn. <laughs> One, take a letter. Si, senor. To the commanding general, Department of the North. At dawn on this date, a detachment of my men discovered what they believed to be a band of smugglers. Unfortunately the suspected men began firing on my troops. A very foolish thing. Yes, a very foolish thing. You may include that one. Please, yes. My men returned the fire, and as a result, six men of the suspected group were killed. Shall we say more men, General? No, no, I think six is enough. Continue. It was found, however, that the men were not smugglers, But were instead evidently escaped prisoners. I have buried the bodies near my camp. Oh, have you attended to that one? Si, sí, senor. Oh. We will not mention that uh, three of the men were Americans. It would not be wise. No. Continue. There was no way to identify these men. New paragraph, Juan. It is my duty further to report that in the fighting, my trusted lieutenant, Juan Vaca, was killed together with four of my men. I, senor. See, Juan. You and four others were killed in that fight, General, I do not understand. You will in time. Finish the letter. Please, sí, Senor. Yeah. It is ready for you to sign. Uh, bueno, we can send it later. Now, uh, you remember the rancho I own in New Mexico? I remember it, General. That will be your home from now on. How about the narcotic? That is my problem. When you have established yourself, you will send your wife to me. Through her, we will smuggle the drugs into the United States. Your job will be to sell them. I see. That will be easy. I know many men who will help me. Uh, Bueno. But do not trust anybody. Not even your wife. I will not, senor. You will take orders from me, just as you do now. I will tell you when to sell and when not to sell. Meantime, get ready to start. You cross the border at dawn. (laughs) To Los Angeles and to the office of Captain Pitwood, together the narcotics squad of the Los Angeles Police. Well, look, you might as well stop calling and tell us what we want to know. But please, Cap. Why pick on me? Why don't you go after the big guy? You've been peddling dope and we know it. Yeah, but I'm just a piker compared to the big guy. Go get him. Here. What big guy? Oh, Cap, I'd tell you if I knew. But honest, I don't know. Hey, stop trying to give me the runaround. I ain't doing that, Cap, are I? This guy's the biggest bird that ever hit the coast. He's got tons of this stuff. Okay, name one man who's seen this big guy or talk to him, and I'll give you a case my personal attention. I'll do what I can for you. Well, Cap, now let me think. There's a guy named Fox mixed up in it somewhere. I don't know just where. I ain't never seen him, but I know he's in on it. And that's all I do know, Captain, shall so help me. All right. I'll find out if you're telling the truth. Lock him up, Ron. Yes, sir. Say, hey, wait a minute. I want you and Bo's to get out of here and see what you can dig up on this for me. You remember that little Korean Edo we had in here last month? Uh, do I remember him? Will I ever forget him? I'll well, see if you can pick him up again. I want to ask him some questions. I'm going to circulate around on Central Avenue and see what I can find out. <laughs> Quietly, Captain Chitwood and his men sifted through that section of Los Angeles where those who take and sell dope circulated. Asking few questions, ever alert for some clue, some whisper that would lead to the big guy. Slicing a big roll, Chitwood let it be known that he was interested in a racket so secret that even he would not talk about it. To such a crowd, such a racket meant one thing dope. One evening, pretending to be drunk, stood at a bar in one of Los Angeles' most notorious dives. Hi, Joe. How are you tonight, partner? Well, I'll buy you the drink. Yeah, not on your life. I'll buy you one. Okay. Bourbon, please. Yeah, me too. I, I hear you're interested in buying, well, something besides liquor. Yeah. Me? What do you mean? Ah, oh, not so loud. You know what I mean? I do not. What gave you the idea that I'm a such a writer? Ah, oh, never mind how I know. I do. That's enough. I just thought I'd tip you off to something. Well? There's a new guy in a racket here. Oh, that's so? Cool. Yeah. Maybe I could get you to him. So? Only you don't deal with small frogs. Big stuff only. Yeah? How big? Fifty grand and up. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. You call that big? Say, hey, this guy's got more dough back him than you've ever seen. Yes, yeah, so or what? And he's got more stuff to peddle than you can ever sell. Who hey, says you? You hiding me? Where'd he get it from? Dreamland? Now, keep this under your hat. It comes from Mexico. Yeah, I know. Right through the Custom Guard. Tell me another one. I'm telling you straight. But besides, he's got plenty of protection. Right in this town, too. Yeah, that's your story, and you're stuck with it. Well, I got a date. I'm scramming. Be back tomorrow night? Yeah, maybe. If you've got any more fairy tales to tell me. Oh, nuts. <laughs> That, boys, was what I found out about the big guy. Hmm. Uh, Beauchard's got Ito in the other room. You want to talk to him? Sure. Maybe he knows something more than we do. Well, we found out plenty in some of the dumps we've been in. Seems that this stuff hasn't started coming in, but... Everybody seems to know there's a new bird in the ragged. Well, we'll soon find out what our little brown brother from Korea knows. But, Lieutenant Bonchard, I don't know anything about it. How are you, Edo? Oh, Captain T. Wood, what is this all about? Now oh, calm yourself, Edo. We aren't after you. We just want some information. I'm no school pigeon. Well, that's a matter for interpretation? However, we're here and you're here to find out something. I want to know who Fox is. I don't know. Come on, don't stall. I'm not stalling, Kidwell. Listen, we know exactly how much you do know about Fox. And if you don't want to rot in jail, you'll talk. Oh, all right. Uh, I do know Fox. He came to me to sell me some junk. He said he had hundreds of dollars worth of it. Yeah, what does this guy Fox do? He has a real estate office. He works out of stone, too. It makes a throat front. <laughs> I imagine it does. Where is this joint? he has got an office that... It's Rinaldo. You can find him there. All right, Ido. I hope for your sake that you're telling the truth. You can go now and keep your mouth shut. Thanks, Captain. I have told you the truth. They put a tail on him, both Don't lose sight of him day or night. Hand me that phone, will you, Brown? I'm going to call Harry Smith. This looks like a job that we're going to need federal help on. (laughs) with a bona fide leads with which to build his case, Pitwood calls in the federal narcotic agent. In Pitwood's office, Harry D. Smith, supervisor of the Government narcotic bureau, listens to the story. And that's the story so far. Uh, what next? Well, we've got to find some way to get in touch with this big shot before he floods the country with these drugs. Exactly. And I believe we should use an Oriental if well, possible. That's, that's what I figured. We have a man who's worked for us before. He just got in this morning. He's beneath getting the heat off from the last job he helped us on. He has stubs from his steamship tickets and hotel receipts from Eastern hotels. He'll be above suspicion. Good man, let's use him. Is he honest? As honest as the day is long, and he hates the traffic. If we had more men like Henry Tang, we'd have less to fear from the drug trade. Yes, but how will he be able to get in on this? Well, I've rented two suites in a hotel downtown. We've wired grass into the suite Tang occupy. When he gets firmly established, he'll contact Fox and make arrangements Well, Mr. Fox, as I've told you, I'm here. I have some money to invest in leases. I would like to see what you have to offer. Just uh, what sort of leases, Mr. Chang? Something in real estate, or shall we say uh, an office building, perhaps? Well, I've got some pretty interesting properties on my list. Suppose you bring something over tomorrow and we'll discuss it. Fine, I'll do that. <laughs> saw. Now, there's a piece of property. Uh, Do you know Mr. Ito? Yes. What's that? I say, do you know Mr. Ito? Oh, yes, slightly. I am interested in the sort of property Mr. Ito buys. You are? Yes. Well, why didn't you say so? I think I can do something along that line. You have the property to sell? No, but uh, a friend of mine does. I'd like to have you meet him. My honorable ancestors shall not rest in peace until I have done so. Well, I'll get in touch with him. But I warn you, he deals only in big figures. That is the only way I deal. Maybe we could do business, he and I. Very, okay, can't you do business through me? Don't worry, my friend. <laughs> I shall see that you get your commission. As a matter of fact, I will match any sum your friend pays you. Well, now, that's mighty white of you. I mean, <laughs> yes, I... Yes, uh... I, I understand perfectly, my friend. A uh, weak task during which Fox made many calls to the suite of Henry Chang. At the headphones in the adjoining suite, Fitzwood or one of his men waited the interminable hours. Then, one day, two weeks later, Fox arrived with another man. Mr. Chang, this is the boss. Uh, this is Mr. White. Mr. Chang's the gentleman I spoke to you about. How do you do, Mr. Chang? I'm mighty glad to know you. Fox here's been telling me a great deal about you. <laughs> I hope it is present. Certainly it was. Just the same, I'm here to see for myself. I hope you don't mind. No, not at all. I've been wanting to meet you, Hester. I never deal through a middleman. You're not dealing with a middleman now. Then let us get down to business. No, 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 not so fast. You understand, of course, I must communicate with my partner. I uh, must know what size lot you want to deal with. Just who is your partner, may I ask? Certainly. The fellow living down in New Mexico. Now, uh, what size lot did you say? The bigger, the better. I do. And how do I know you can afford to pay for any large amount of C or O or M? Assuming, of course, that I see they're delivered, do you? I can show you a certified check for $50,000 any time you care to see it dollars. Ah, ah, don't <laughs> misunderstand me, though. I am not turning over such amount to you as that until I am certain that the stuff I get is of good quality. Oh, never give it a thought. Why, it's as pure as the, shall we say, drifted. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you buying this for yourself alone? I do not see that that enters interest, but for your information, I represent the Chicago Syndicate. Mm-hmm. We uh, would just as soon buy it from you as anybody if your stuff is good. Moreover, we have got to know that you can supply the demand once we have started using your stuff... Now, oh, don't let that worry you. My supply is unlimited. Do you mind disclosing the source of this supply? Not at all. Down in Mexico, there's a certain general who has plenty of power and influence and an easy conscience. <laughs> One day, we received word of a large shipment of morphine which he smuggled through the border. Well, when he tried to stop it, the guards got dry with their trigger fingers. And it became necessary for the general to... Eliminate him. And there he was with a billion dollars worth of fine Japanese morphine on his hands and nothing to do with it. So what was the poor general to do? He had to find the market for the stuff or destroy it? And then? Well, the general, being a true businessman, waited. And while he waited, he investigated the drug traffic and decided that the United States was the logical market for his merchandise. Did he bring it all into this country? Why, bless you, no. As a matter of fact, he's still in Mexico, still commanding his garrison down there. He sends the stuff across to his agents here, and my partner is one of them. And who is this general? The general? <laughs> I haven't the slightest idea. All I know is that Vaca, he's my partner, used to be in the same outfit with this general. That's how I came to know the story. Well, how do you know he will ship the stuff if I do buy it? <laughs> Mr. Chang. You just show me the $50,000, and I'll guarantee delivery. I do not think that would be a wise step. No? Why not? not? Until I've seen the drug and know its quality. Suppose you order $500 worth. If it is up to standard, I'll take the rest. Well, I, I don't know how the general will take that. If he's a proud man, he'll resent it as a slur on his honor. In that case, we cannot do business I cannot sit around here for weeks letting him nurse his pride. Either order the $500 sample or forget the whole thing. No, no, just wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't say we wouldn't, do it. Uh, You see, uh, I'll have to put in a call to my partner and see what he says. That is all right, you see. But let us get started. Be here tomorrow. I have the check... I pay you the 500 when the drug arrives. Next day, White returned, and after satisfying himself as to the authenticity of the debt showed him by bang. he departed and wired Baca in Suraco, New Mexico. Shipwood's men immediately secured a copy of the telegram and decoded it. A week elapsed, another, and a third. Finally, the inactivity began to tell on officers and criminals alike. Shipwood and the federal agents kept a constant watch on the hotel rooms and on White and Fox. Investigations conducted by the federal agents in New Mexico revealed that Vaca, surrounded by his henchmen, was a most deadly and feared man. Finally, White telephoned Vaca and received assurance that the sample shipment was on its way. At last, the crucial day arrived. Shipwood and his men, poised, ready to spring, Tang, ready with Mark's money, awaited White's arrival. Come in. I had about decided the deal was off. Oh, bless you, no. My things were never better. Where is the stuff? It's on its way. It'll be here any minute now. And who is bringing it? Why not wait and see? This is no time for games. Now, 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 don't be so impatient. The stuff is coming. You are mistaken about my motives, my friend. It is not impatience. I am merely tired of the delay. It would have been better if I had looked elsewhere. Oh, now, you mustn't feel that way. Why, think of the amount of this stuff we can get. Oh, excuse me. Oh, come right in, Mrs. Vaca. How do you do? How is your husband? Oh, he's fine, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is Mrs. Garcia, a friend of mine. How do you do? Uh, you can get your things off right in the next room. Right in here. Ah, uh, that's it. That's fine. <laughs> what, what is this? A white slave act, a party, or a, a cottage delivery? <laughs> splendid, Mr. Chang, splendid. No one can say you Orientals haven't got a sense of humor. You ready, Mrs. Barker?
0: Here you are.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, Mr. Chang, here's a nice little linen girdle. We turn it over like this, and there you are. Nice, fresh cotton feet. Oh. <laughs> very good. Very good. Have you a pencil? pencil? Oh, to be sure. Yes, uh, I wish to test it. Oh, it is very good trade. Here is the other girdle, Señor. Oh, yes, yes, thank you, my dear, thank you. Listen, how do I know that you will not double cross me and turn me over to officers? Officers? Oh, oh, oh Mr. Chang, I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> officers, indeed you don't have to worry about that. Don't you know the mayor of this town's on my payroll? Oh, that is so. Yes, and not only that, but the district attorney and I are just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And the local narcotic man. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, ho. Why, he eats out of my hand. Oh, you know the narcotic officer in the police department? Know him? Why, I've had him under my thumb for months. Oh, that. Fine. <laughs> well, here is the five hundred. You pick them up, White. Right? You too, ladies. Where the devil are you? Take it easy. Keep your hands in the air. Thanks, Henry. Good work. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Hey, what is this? Get out of my private quarters. My quarters, Mister White. Hey, who are these men? What? What was this the mean? Two by the door are federal narcotic agents. The other two over there are narcotic agents from the police department. Who are these women, sir? Uh, Mrs. Vacher and a friend, Mrs. Jasky. Well, that's the names we heard on the pictograph. I just wanted to be sure. Where's your husband, Mrs. Vacher? New Mexico. You'll never get him. Maybe. If you do, you'll never convict him. His men will take him away from you, right under your very noses. You're confident, aren't you? Brown, handcuff those two men, will you? How you, sir? You two women wear these linen girdles in here? See, under our dresses and coats. The customs men knew better than to search us themselves. And they've never been suspicious enough to have a matron do it. You're pretty sure of yourselves, aren't you? I am. Now, look here. I've stood about enough of this. Who are you, anyway? Oh, don't you know me? No, you? I don't know you from Adam. <laughs> this is Captain Kitswood, the man who eats out of your hands. What? Uh, he's been out to your son for months. Oh. Yeah, you know, you and the D.A. are just like that. Well, let me see you get out of this rap. Now, take him down to the station, boys. Send a car around for these women. Two years later, a detachment of soldiers are encamped just below the Mexican border. A man walks into camp and inquires for the commanding officer. Senor General. Senor Mm -hmm. General. Pardon me for waking you at this hour, but the man says he must see you. Well, who is he? Señor Juan Vaca. Oh, oh, so Juan, you're back, eh? Sí, Señor, I have served my sentence, two years in prison. Two years in American prison, eh? <laughs> How did you like it, Juan? No, it's not so good, General. Yeah. It has been a long time since we have seen each other, eh? <laughs> Nothing to the other dawn. That is right, senor. At sunrise, five years ago, it was that I left. And that dawn had looked down on six others dead. That was the beginning of a good fortune, Juan. <laughs> I'll never forget the expression we used that day. El general mata el amanecer. <laughs> <Si. laughs> el general kills at dawn. <laughs> I shall never forget it, senor, Never. Even in prison, <laughs> I thought of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: sí, Juan. El general mata al amanecer. The general kills at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment, we will hear again from Chief Davis. We of the Calling All Cars cast sincerely believe Rio Grande de Crac is the finest gasoline made. But in the event that some might think us prejudiced in its favor because we are in the employ of the sponsor, we do not ask that to take our word for it. We refer you to the drivers of police cars and other emergency equipment who tested all brands and finally chose Rio Grande de crack as the gasoline which met all the rigid requirements demanded in the performance of imperative public service. Then your public service drivers rolled up a total of 55 million miles of emergency driving over California highways in a single year. These men who drive 100 miles for you and I drive one have assigned to Rio Grande Crats the exclusive responsibility of powering their cars in all kinds of weather and under the most trying conditions. Don't wait until the first of the year. Resolve now that you will begin giving your police car performance tomorrow morning. ...and follow up that resolution by driving into the nearest red and white Rio Grande station... ...for a full of Rio Grande cracks... ...the most highly endorsed gasoline in the West... ...and now... ...Pete safe. It was found that Frederick Grant White was under conviction on a previous charge... ...which was then pending on appeal. He was sent to McNeil Island... ...and later transferred to Alcatraz to forestall extradition sites when released. He is now in Folsom prison... Serving his original sentence. Mrs. Vaca and her friend each received thirty month sentences, Mrs. Garcia dying in prison. As far as we know, the general is still operating. White recently applied for parole, a plea which was which was denied, a fact that should make all citizens thankful and remind the criminal that crime does not pay. Thank you, Chief Davis. Thank you. is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs>